in part three of the series that we're calling It's Time. Everybody say it's time. time. All right, it's time. And, And what I'm doing is I'm trying to use this service and this series as a catalyst. I want it to be something that kind of gets us moving a little bit, right? Something that gets us out of our comfort zone. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I told the illustration of being at the stoplight. And the, the light is green, but what's the person in front of you doing? I mean, they're, they're just checking their phone, right? They're just checking Instagram. They're scrolling Craigslist, whatever they're looking for. They're, 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 they're searching something, right? And... What you want to do, what you want to do is you want to, oh, that's only me? Well, that's only, I'm I'm, I'm the only one here who who might do that. Okay, good. Don't leave me hanging now. I know, I know it's it's in your heart. You want to say, come on, I'm I'm in a hurry, bro. Or you want to lay on that horn a little bit, but instead, what, what do you do? You give them a little beep beep, right? Beep beep. And that's a friendly way of just saying, hey, I'm, I'm just letting you know the light's green. Now, what I'm doing in this series is giving you the beep beep. But in my heart, what I want to do is say, come on, let's go, man. It's been green for a total of one second, right? Let's go. Come on, it's time to get, time to put the pedal to the metal. Let's go. That's what I want to do in my heart, but, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, all right? So, so the reason why I feel that way, though, is because I know that you, I know that you could be living a better life. I know what God has in store for you. I know the things that he has planned for you. I I, I know that he has a purpose and a future. I know what he has for you. And you can't get there if you're just going to sit at the light. You're going to have to move forward. Amen, everybody? And and, uh, so many of us, a lot of you, have bought into a lie that says it's too hard. Serving God doing doing this is too hard. It's, It's not attainable. I can never get there. But I'm telling you right now, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And, and, and it is attainable. You can see the kind of life that God wants you to see in your life. You can see that. You can experience the abundant life that God wants for you. But you're going ha- to have to go. It's time to go. It's time to move on. And, and I'll, I'll just be honest with you that I get a little frustrated sometimes as your pastor when I, when, when I, when I, I see you just kind of on the sidelines, and, and I know the life that you could be living. I know what you could be doing. I know how you could be serving. I know how you could be making a difference. I know what, you, I know what he has in store for you, and, 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 but still, you just kind of sit. And so I get a little frustrated. And, and so that's why I just need you to know, serving God, the life that he has for you, is not as hard as you think it is, and it's not as far as you think it is. It's, it's possible. It can happen this year in 2021. Amen? So I just want to nudge you a little bit. I want to give you a beep-beep. And I want to remind you, this is something Stephen Covey says in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He says, hey, if we keep doing what we've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. That's, that's just like a, oh, mind blown, right? I mean, we know this, but yet we still do things and we expect a different result. That's called insanity, where you keep doing the same thing over and over again and you expect something different to happen. Hey, if you don't change, 2021 is going to be just like 2020. 
If you don't make some changes, if you don't see God, if you don't do some things differently, you're going to get the same result this year as you did last year. All right? So some of us, a lot of us, we have high hopes. You've got high, high hopes for a living. Shooting for the stars when I couldn't make a killing. You, you got high hopes. You, you, you hope for things way up here. Your expectations are way up here, but your habits are way down here. And, and can I tell you that nothing is going to change until you get those habits, spiritual, up here. That's when things begin to change for you. And I'm going to apply some spiritual principles to this in just a second. But you can't keep doing, you can't keep hoping for all of this and not do anything down here. All right, you, not do the daily grind, not work it out, not, not give yourself fully to the process of what God wants to do. So he has great things for you. He wants to do great things in you, but, but something's got to change if you want to see that happen, all right? So what's the answer? Okay, Pastor Ben, I, 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 want, I, I want that. I want, I want my habits up there with my hopes. What's the answer? Well, when Jesus preached, so, so he came out of the wilderness and the, the, the Bible says immediately when he came out of the wilderness from his fasting and prayer, he began to preach and he had a very common message throughout his messages. And it says in Matthew four seventeen, this is right after he comes out of the wilderness, it says that from that time Jesus began to preach and his message was, repent, repent. In other words, turn from the way you've been doing things. Don't keep doing the same things over and over and over again and expect something to change. See, the, the people that he's talking to, they had been in, in this one mindset for thousands of years. That they had to work their way. They had sacrifices, all this kind of stuff. And he says, hey, there's a new way. There's a better way. Repent. Turn from it for the kingdom of heaven. Okay, the kingdom of heaven that's the kingdom of God, right? And one, some of our problems result when we are the king of our own kingdom. We're calling the shots. We're in charge. And we would do a whole lot better if we would just let Jesus be the king of our heart. If we would take his kingdom into our life, let me tell you, he's a much better king than we are. And he can produce way better results than we can. Amen. I'm on fire, y'all. I'm... A, I'm yeah, and I'll just tell you this. Y'all can clap all you want because it helps preachers out when, when you clap. I'm just telling you, all right? It helps. I just, you know, sometimes people come from different backgrounds. and I don't know if, are we allowed to clap at City Hope if he makes a good point? Yes, you are. I just want you to know that. Yeah. So, uh, or you could say, let the wild hog eat. No, don't do that. But um, <laughs> let the wild hog eat. So, uh, anyway. So, so repent for the kingdom of heaven is here, it's here, and, and God wants to do something in your life. It's not as far and it's not as hard as we think it is. It's here. So my goal, what I really want to do is, is I want to get you unstuck. I'm gonna get, we're going to get unstuck in this series. 2021 is not going to be a repeat of 2020. And I'm not talking about coronavirus, I'm talking about all the other stuff in your life. And we're going to get there in just a second, but my idea for today is this. It's God time. What do I mean by that? It's time for more of God in your life. It's time for more of God in your life. 
And, and, and the reason I say more of God is because most of us have some of God. We have some of God or you wouldn't be here today. You have some of God or you wouldn't be watching online right now. You have some of God or, or, or you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be serving on the dream team, right? Like you have some of God. You don't cuss, drink, or chew or run with girls that do. Hey, you got some God in your life. Like, we're going to heaven. This is awesome. We've got some God in our life. But can I just tell you that this moment, repentance brings salvation, and that is great. Salvation is for eternity. It secures our place in heaven, but he wants to do more in your life for here on earth. Because I don't want to live in a living hell. I need the power of God in my life to do what he's called me to do. And you need the power of God in your life to do what he's called you to do. All right? There's more. So, so uh, the question I have for you, though, is this. Some of us, we, we all have some God, maybe. But let me ask you this. Does God have access to every area of your life? Does he have access? Oh, me, he's going there. Yeah. Does he have access to every area of your life? Every part. Because if he doesn't, then you're not going to be able to see God do great things in your life. If, if he doesn't have full access, you won't see the great things that he wants to do. Now, now, like we like to give God pockets of our lives, don't we? Small groups. I'll give, I'll give you some small group. Two hours a week, small group. We're good with that, Jesus. That, that's good. Sunday morning service. We give you that time. That's good. I'm fine with that. First Wednesday. Oh, I love first Wednesday. A little more worship. A little different message, like atmosphere is cool. I'll give you that, Lord. Uh, first Saturday serve, yeah. What well, we're all in with first Saturday serve. We'll give him some pockets, like. Uh, and of course, we want we want to be saved, right? Because we don't want to burn in hell. Come on, somebody. We don't want to go to hell. We were born at night, but not last night, right? Thank you, Jesus, for salvation. But there's more than that, and 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 a lot of us. Um, we just, we just haven't opened up our whole lives to God. He doesn't have full access of every part of our lives. And so I want to take a look at a scripture. It's, it's in Romans chapter 13. And, and Paul really, here he doesn't pull any punches. All right, Romans chapter 13. We're going to just kind of go through this real quick and, and then get into, get into some spiritual application, some things that God wants to say. He says in the message paraphrase, I love this paraphrase. It's modern day. It's written for us today. Um, but make sure you don't get so absorbed, so exhausted in taking care of your day-to-day -day obligations. Don't get so exhausted doing that that you lose track of time and you doze off. And, and that you become oblivious to God. That you're so focused on everything else. Oh, I got to go here. And I got to do this. And, and I got to take care of that. And I, I got to make sure this happens. That you, you just go, uh, yeah, God, yeah, he's cool. You, you become oblivious to him. And the next verse says, the night is about over. Not even talking about like night and day. We're not talking about daylight and dark. We're talking about, hey, the end is almost here, guys. The night's about over. The dawn is about to break. Get up. Get going. Let's see what God is doing awake to what he's doing. And the next verse says, God is putting his finishing 
touches on the salvation work he began. I want to stop there and just remind you, salvations for eternity. He's, if, if you've invited him into your life and you've made him the Lord of your life, you're saved. That's great. You have eternity now in heaven, but you need something greater for on earth, all right? He goes on to say, we can't afford to waste a minute. We, we can't squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence, sleeping around and dissipation, bickering and grabbing at everything inside. We can't do that. That's not how God created us to, to live. He says, get out of bed. I love that. Hey, some of us just need to get out of bed, get dressed, don't loiter, don't linger, don't, don't wait till the very last minute. I know, I know on Sunday, it, it's obvious that some of y'all wait till the very last minute because the room fills up, right, after the worship starts. And that's okay, I, you know, it's okay. Don't, don't wait for the last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. What's, what's Paul doing here? Be beep. Let's go. It's time to move. It's time to get with the program. It's time to see God do something in our lives. It's time to get busy using our gifts and our talents for what God's called us to do. And so he doesn't pull any punches. He doesn't mince words. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He, do, he, doesn't, he just shoots straight forward. Do you have somebody that you can shoot straight with? You know, a lot of times we don't shoot straight with everybody, but we have some people we can shoot straight with. You got somebody like that? So, so I have some people that I can shoot straight with. We, I, we pl- um, coach some church planters from time to time, and, and they're going through church training, and they're learning how to plant a church, and, and sometimes they have questions or they want to talk through things, and you just, we just have an opportunity to say, hey, well, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Man, don't, 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 don't do that. Or like, what were you thinking, right? You ever... You ever been able to have a conversation with that, like that with somebody. Uh, I have a couple young men in the church that I can talk to that way. If those in the leadership academy, man, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna get some straightforward from Pastor Ben, from PB, Skinny B, right? They're going to get that. That's my, that's my state, that's my, my rap name, you know what I'm saying? That's a, uh, <laughs> sorry. That's, 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 uh, but we, we like to shoot straight with people sometimes. Now, here's the deal. I don't, I don't shoot, I don't, I don't like take the filter off with you guys. Why? Because you wouldn't come back, right? I mean, I wouldn't be mean or rude, but you might, you might just be like, I don't know. He's, he's preaching. But to, today, I've, I thought about this. I thought about what would it look like if I just took the filter off and I didn't mince words and I, just, and I just spoke straight to you, like I was, like you had asked me to mentor you. What would it be like if I did that? Or what would it be like if I told you what it's time for, what it's time for you to do? What would it be like? And I decided I'm not going to do that, but I am going to show you what it would be like if I did that, all right? I'm just going to show you what it would be like if I did it. So you can't get mad at me for doing it because I'm not doing it. I'm just showing you what it would be like if I did do it, all right? Okay? But it, it, we're going to get real today, and I'm going I'm, I'm to show you what it would be like if I just shot straight with you and took, took off the filter and just spoke, spoke plainly, all right? So I want you to imagine with me that we're at a coffee shop, 
And we're, we're around the table and you said, Pastor Ben, I need a mentor in my life. And I can't mentor all of you over a coffee table, but I, I can this way. But maybe you say, hey, Pastor Ben, I, I need you to mentor me. I need you to pour into my life, speak into my life. I, I, need, I need that. And I would say, hey, well, that's fine, but you've got to give me permission to speak straight with you. Let's make it a deal that you're going to be honest with me and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to, I'm going to say it like it is. And, and I'm not going to mince words. I'm going to talk to you like I might talk to one, one of the young men I mentor or, or one of the church planters or somebody in the leadership academy. I'm, I'm not going to pull any punches, all right? So, so I'm going to show you what it would be like if we did that, okay? You ready? Okay, I, ha I have a list of 18 things, but I'm only going to give you four of those things. So, so be happy about that. All right. The first thing is this. Um, it's time for you to take control of your schedule. Hey, it's time for you to take control of it. The reason why there's so much chaos in your life is because your life is out of balance. That you got too much going on, you're trying to fit too much into too little time. You only have a certain amount of time that you have in a day, all right? And you, you can't do more than what the time will allow. And so instead of trying to do 28 ball games in a week with three sports and two different kids, hey, come on, one sport. Let, let's, let's narrow it down. Let's simplify. Let's take control of our schedule because we weren't meant to be so busy that we just don't have time for people and God. Okay? Let's take control of our schedules. And, and listen to me. I'm going to say it this way. If you keep burning the candle at both ends, you're going to burn out. You're not as bright as you think you are. <laughs> so thank you for that laugh. That, some of y'all got that. If you burn it at both ends, you're not as bright as you think you are. Because um, you burn out. You really do. So what do you have to do? You take the words of Solomon, man, the wisest man who ever lived in Ecclesiastes. He said this. He said, it's better to have one handful with tranquility. What's he saying? Less is more. No way. More is more. No, 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 no. Less is more. One handful with tranquility, with peace, knowing, hey, I don't have anywhere to go for two hours. This is awesome. I, I don't have anything on the schedule. I can just sit and watch the kids play like grandma and grandpa used to do. Right? I, 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 can, I can have tranquility than to have two handfuls with turmoil. Because you're so busy. And guess what? When you have two handfuls, you can't accept anything else. You can't take on anything else. And so what do you have to do? You have to give something up. In order to take on what God wants for you, you're going to have to give something up. So... Let's, let's live a life with one handful instead of two handfuls. And I'll say it this way. This is worth writing down. Don't prioritize your schedule. Schedule your priorities. Schedule what's important in your life. Put it down. If you don't have a calendar, get a calendar. If you don't have a, a planner, get a planner. Schedule. Prioritize your life. And, and some of you, we just need to do what Jeremiah says. Some of us, we, we need to, this is what God says through, through the prophet uh, Jeremiah. You just need, you need to go to the crossroads of your life, and you need to ask for the ancient paths. Hey, how did grandma and grandpa used to do it? How did mom and dad do it? How did they do it back then when 
when it was a little, can, can I just say, maybe it was a little bit simpler than it is today. When they didn't have social media and technology and everything at their fingertips, how did they do it? Ask somebody wiser and older and smarter than you are. How did they do it? And, and ask, where is the good way? And walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls when you do this. Amen? You're going to find rest for your souls. I want to talk to some young people today. And, and for, you, for some of you young people, I, I would say, hey, it's time for you to go to bed. I'm, I'm serious. Staying up till 3, 4 in the morning and then going to school the next day? I'm not your parent. I'm not your dad. But it's time for that to change. Because you can't build a life on that. Okay, can, I, can I preach like this? Is it okay? I, I told you. I, I'm, remember, I'm, I'm not. This is what I would do if I was. <laughs> all right? But it's, it's, time for, uh, it's time for some young adults who are living in your mom and dad's basement. Eating Cap'n Crunch, playing video games all hours of the night. To get a life, I'm serious, to get a life, get a purpose. Have something to do with your life, like make a difference in the world. The reason why you do that is because you don't have purpose. And it's, it's, time for you to, it's time for you to go to bed early, wake up early, and get a job. Why? Because that's what your grandparents did. And their job was a whole lot worse than whatever job you might find today, making a whole lot less money. Come on, I'm preaching, I'm meddling, I guess, but... It's time. It's time for that, church. It's time for us to, hey, let's, let's take control of some things. Get a hold of our schedule. And I'll, I'll say it this way. God, when it comes to putting God in your life, God doesn't just need to be on your schedule. He needs to be at the top of your schedule. He needs to be the first thing on your schedule. He needs to be, and I'll say it this way sometimes, that, that if God just can't be on your list, he has to be at the top of your list, or he ain't on your list. And he needs to be at the top of your schedule. So what do you do? Pastor Ben, how do I do that? How how do I put him at the top of my schedule? What I do, I'll just kind of tell you what I do. All right, this is my my habit. Um, um, I use Google Calendar. We have Google Suite here at the church. And so everything we do is through Google. And I, I use Google Calendar. On my Google Calendar, every single day at 530, two words. God, time. Man, that's early. Why do you do it so early? Because I got four boys. <laughs> and if I wait, I can't, I can't do it any later. It's my, it's my quietest time of the day to be able to do it. And I've told you my story before that I walk around, I pace around our, our home, and I will walk about a mile to a mile and a half nearly every day just in the morning, just praying. And worshiping and reading the Bible and, and seeking God. Now, now I'm not saying you have to do it that way. That's not my point. And I didn't always do it that way. Okay? That's been something that I have grown to cherish over the last few years. But you've, you, you've got to put it on your calendar. That's the first thing. The second thing is before you do anything else in the morning, before you take a shower, before you get dressed, before you, before you comb your hair, before you go to work, the only thing you're allowed to do before you spend time with God is, is brew some coffee, okay? Because that, that, that is God's heavenly java juice, all right? And you need some coffee 
It just makes it better. Hey, everything's a little better with Folgers in your cup, right? Everything's better. It's better with it. Um, so so you, need, you need to just prioritize that. Put it on your calendar. Now, um, how do I do? I don't know what to do, Pastor Ben. I don't, I don't know how to spend time with God. I don't know how to make him a priority. I don't know what to do. I'm going to give you what, what we call the first 15, all right? The first 15 right here in your notes, the first 15 minutes with God every morning, do this. Five minutes just reading the Bible. It's one, one to two chapters. Join the, the um, one-year Bible plan that we do. Read that. It might take you a little bit longer. I'm, I'm a slow reader, honestly. Uh, and sometimes I listen to it, and I'll listen like at 1.25 speed. But I, I read a little bit slower. And, and so, but re- read a chapter or two. Read a psalm and a proverb. The second one, worship. Five minutes just worshiping God. Just worship him. Put a song on. That's one song. One song. And just worship God. Thank you for who you are. We, we have Pray First books. Um, if you come to our prayer services in the morning, we have resources all lined out here on the, on the platform, and there's Pray First books. Those books will take your prayer life to another level. If you don't know where to pray, how to start, that's where you start, right there. It's incredible. We have that resource online as well um, uh, on, our, on our website. This, the last one is just praying. Just pray. Pray. Talk to God. I don't know what to say. Just talk to him. Like a normal conversation, just talk with the Lord. Amen? And if you do that, if you'll start here, if you'll start with this, I promise you, your schedule is on the right track. Put God first. Put him first. The second thing that I would tell you, if we're sitting over coffee, and I'm, I'm just, I'm mentoring you. You ask for this, right? <laughs> you ask for it. So I'm just telling you is it's time for you to regulate what you allow to enter your mind and body. Oh, Pastor, we, we got the first one under control. Our, 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 our prayer life, our spiritual life's good. Well, this one's going to hit home for a lot of us because it's time to regulate what you allow to enter your life. And, and I'll, I'll say it this way. It's time for you to put a filter on your eyes, your ears, and your mouth. Put a filter on that. Whatever you allow in, I promise you, is going to come out. You remember the old adage, um, garbage in, garbage out? Okay, same principle. If you sow it, you will reap it. It's going to happen. It's either going to help you or it's going to hurt you. Okay, you can allow good things in your life that help you. You can allow bad things in your life that hurt you. It's going to curse you or it's going to bless you. One or the other. It's the only two options. And so we have, to, we have to limit, we have to regulate this. So if we were sitting over coffee, I'd, I'd, be, really, I'd be really direct with you. I'd, I'd be plain with you. And I would say, hey, tell me about the music you listen to. Tell me about the music you listen to. What, what are the words, what, what are the things that you're hearing that, that may, may be just harmful for you? Uh, what, what's the movies that you're watching? What, what are those things? And, and, and I'm not, I don't know what that is for you. What, what is it for you? What, what are the movies? Maybe it's the ones that keep you up at night. 
Hey, what websites are you clicking on? How much alcohol do you drink? Tell me about the drugs you use. And I wouldn't condemn you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't come down on you. I wouldn't embarrass you. I wouldn't want to make you feel, feel ashamed or anything like that. I just, I just want to kind of create a normal place where you could say it. And, and listen, I, don't be so naive. Listen, I'm not so naive to think that we have a church full of people with no problems. We got issues. We all have issues. In fact, in, in 2018, more than 67,000 people died from a drug overdose in the state of Texas. You can't tell me there's not an issue. And, and, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't embarrass you. I'll just, I just need you to acknowledge that it's there. I need you to acknowledge the pornography's there. The alcohol's there. The drug addiction's there. And, I, and we would love each other. And I would pray for you. And I'd say, hey, it's time to get it out of your life. It's time for it to stop. It's, it's time to regulate that in Jesus' name. Can I get a witness today? Yeah. I know. I know. I firmly believe with all my heart. That when you're dealing with those kinds of problems, I know that deep down inside of you, you don't want to keep doing it. But it's Romans 7. What I don't want to do, I keep doing. I don't want to do it. And typically it's because you don't have anybody that you can tell about it. You don't have anybody that you can share it with. So um, I, I want us to be a church where everybody's welcome and anything is possible. So, so everybody can come, problems and all, no matter what kind of problems there. In fact, if we were a church with no problems, I'd be really concerned. If we were a church that everybody had their act together, I'd, I'd be like, I'm in the wrong place. We're supposed to be reaching the lost. That's our prayer, right? And so last, last year for 21 days of prayer, uh, and we did 21 days of prayer and fasting in January last year. And I had a guy, um, he was new to the church, and he said, Pastor, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fasting marijuana. Like, All right. That's, uh, that's good. You, and maybe you can stay off of it, you know? Like, that, I'm, I'm okay with those kinds of things because we need to struggle together. We need to get through some things. We need to regulate that in our lives. And my point is this. We got to wrestle with everything that's not of God. And you know what it is for you. You know what it is. I, I can't answer that for you. You know what it is. And I know that some of you would say, well, pastor, the things I'm dealing with, they're not, it's, it's fine. It's not illegal. I'm not doing anything wrong. So I appreciate it, but I, you know, I don't really need, I, I'm going to bypass what you're saying on this one. I'm, I'm good. And, and I would just respond with this in 1 Corinthians. Paul says, yeah, you have the right to do anything but it's not beneficial for you. Yeah, you can do anything, but it's not going to help you live the life God's called you to live. So I'll say it this way. Not everything that's legal is good. 
for you. Amen. Selah. That's a word from the Psalms. All right. Pause. Selah. Just. So I'm asking you to grapple. I'm asking you to see what it is, grapple with it, wrestle with it. What needs to change in my life? Maybe it's time for you to put an internet filter on all of your devices. Now we use here at church and uh, for our family personally, we use Covenant Eyes. And it's an internet filtering program that uh, costs about $17 a month. And it, it will filter out things we don't need to see. And it reports to somebody everything that we might click on that's inappropriate. All right? And you say, well, Pastor, that's $17 a month. I can't afford that. $17 a month or your soul. You choose. Like, what's it going to be? Maybe it's time for you to get an accountability partner. Somebody who knows your secrets. Somebody who knows what's going on in your life. And they know what you're dealing with. And that's why I'm so pumped about small groups. Kick off in two weeks, everybody. We're launching small groups here. And it's time to get together again. It's time for relationships. It's time to get some accountability in your life. And it's, maybe it's time for some of you to gauge the alcohol intake. Uh, when I was growing up, I heard there was this term called articles of affection. You know, it'd be like if somebody's like, man, I really want to stop smoking weed. So I'm going to get rid of all the weed, but I'm going to hang on to all the rolling papers and bong and all that. It's an article of affection. And so every time you look at it, what does it do? Reminds you. Get it out of your life. Uh, well, we're really, trying to, we're really trying to limit our intake, but... You know, we, we just keep a few, a few drinks around the house just in case. No, 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 no. If you've got a real problem with it, get it out. Come on. It's time to regulate it in Jesus' name. Come on, can I get an amen? So I would, if we were sitting at coffee, I would say, hey, let, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm prodding you, and I'm kind of poking at you, like, hey, tell me the truth. What's going on? And, and here's what I know. We all have a tendency to wonder. Like we want to do right, but we kind of wonder. So this needs to be our prayer, all right? Psalm chapter 141, this needs to be our prayer. Hey, don't let me drift towards evil. God, don't let me go towards evil. Don't let me take part in wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. I don't want to go there, Lord. I don't want this in my life. Deliver me. Don't let me drift from evil. Come on, somebody. Say amen. That's our prayer. So the third thing I would ask over coffee is I would say, I wouldn't ask you. I would just say it's time, all right? It's time for this. It's time for you to organize your finances around give, save, live. Give, save, live. And we could just say it's time for you to organize your finances. Because most, most of us aren't even doing that very well. But, but the, the proper way, the biblical way, is to organize it by give, save, live. So let me, let me tell you what I'm talking about. Um, there, I'm surprised, and not just in our American culture, which, by the way, spends about 110 to 120% of their income on credit cards every year. Uh, that, that just to let you know that doesn't work, by the way. If you, if you only make, you have 100%, you spend 120. So um, that's, that's tough. 
you gotta organize your finances. Now, so many of us, though, we only, we only are organized around live. And what, what is that? It's a selfish, uh, self-seeking, me first, I'm just concerned about me kind of mentality. I'm not gonna be generous, not gonna, not gonna save, not thinking about the future. But, but this is a biblical principle, all right? And so maybe you just don't know how to do it. And so I would show you over coffee. I'd say, hey, this is how you do it. This is how you make it happen. It's a, it's a biblical principle. Some of you wonder why. You, you've never lived this way, but you wonder why it hasn't worked out. And it's because you violated the biblical principle. If you violate other biblical principles, guess what happens? Things don't work out. There's, it's like there's consequence to what happens when we violate the word of God. And so with this one, give, save, live. Everybody say give, give save, save, live. All right, now I know what you're thinking. Oh, he's just talking about this because the church needs money. The, the church just needs, they're going to take up an offering today and they need money. And no special offering. And we'll have an offering at the end of the service. And every single week, I get up here and I'll say something like, hey, we're just asking you to ask the Lord what he, you should do and then obey him. All right? And never once... In two years, next Sunday's two years that we've been a church, and never once have we needed that Sunday's offering. We, just, we, don't, we organize ourselves in a way where, hey, we don't spend every dollar that comes in. We don't spend it all. Why? Because we want to make a difference in the lives of people around us. We want to have margin so that we can make a difference in Wichita Falls, so that we can plan for the future and think about what God wants to do for us in the future. Where is he leading us? What's he taking us to? And so we have that margin in our lives. And if I left this out of the, the coffee talk, I'd do you a disservice. If I said, hey, you don't need to worry about your finances. Yeah, it's one of the biggest strains on people's lives. How you doing there? And I would, I, would, I would probably ask it this way. Have you organized your life to live this way? Have you organized to be generous, to, to save and to live? And you might say, well, Pastor Ben, I just I don't know how. I want to, but I don't know how. So I'll give you a quick principle, all right? You, it's not up here, but it's in your notes. 10-10-80 principle. It's the 10 10 80 principle. And what that is, is, is it's simple. You, you get a paycheck, the first 10 belongs to God. Let's give. The second 10, it goes to savings. Because guess what? You're going to need a vacation. You're going to need a new washer and dryer. You're going to need new tires one day. You're going you're to need that, so you put it in savings. And then you live off the 80%. 80%? Pastor, you're crazy. We can't live off 80%. I'm, I'm convinced that you can live better off of 80% than you can 100%. How do you know that, Pastor Ben? Because we do it. We live that way. And I'm encouraging you to do the same. And so I'm, I, I don't want to let this go by. I just want to celebrate, because of your generosity, some things that have happened here at City Hope because you give. Um, back on Christmas Eve, do you guys remember um, in the service, if you were here, I said, hey, if you have any, if you, if you have any needs today, we want to be a blessing to you. And, and if you are in need this Christmas, 
as the offering container passes, I'd love for you to just reach in and take whatever cash is in there and just consider that a blessing from City Hope. Y'all remember that? Well, uh, in transparency, we don't typically have a lot of cash that comes in, the offering. 70% of our giving is online, and the rest is like checks and some cash. And so I, I didn't know how it would go, but I just trusted the Lord. All right, Lord, you know. You know what, what this is going to be like. And, and I'll tell you this. Uh, we had the largest cash offering that Sunday. And I don't know if anybody took money out of the offering container, but after it was over, God just put on my heart a, a single dad, a recently single dad who, who's going through a really, really hard time. And um, we took that cash, called him up, and I said, hey, come by the house. And put it in an envelope, and I said, hey, on, the, on behalf of the people of City Hope Church, we just want to say Merry Christmas to you, man. And it was $1,000 for he and his kids. And yeah, yeah. You should have seen just the, the waterworks and the tears. And, and you know what he said? He didn't say, oh, this will help me buy presents for them. He said, this is going to help me put food on the table. For my kids. Come on. That's what your generosity does, y'all. That's what it does. So that's, that's what happens when you, when you give like that. It just makes a difference in people's lives. And so you, what, you'll, what you'll discover is that you actually draw closer to God when, you, when you're generous. How do I know? Because Matthew records Jesus saying this, that where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Hey, when, when your treasure's in heaven, that's where your heart's going to be. That's where your heart's going to be. And then, and then Proverbs says it this way, uh, that we honor God with everything. How many of you know that everything you have is God's, not just the, not just the tithe? Everything is. You honor him with it, and you give him the first and the best. Which, by the way, real quick principle, if you ever have read um, uh, uh, Genesis and wondered why was God upset with with Cain and not Abel when they brought their offerings, it's because Cain brought leftovers and Abel brought the best. He brought the best. And so it's a principle from the very beginning of time. God just wants our best. And it's not about the amount, it's about the sacrifice and the obedience. Amen? All right. So I'm, just remember, I hope you're not mad at me, okay, because I'm just showing you what it would be like if I, if I did this, all right. The fir- fourth principle is this. It's time to live your life with intentionality. To live intentionally. To live your life. Hey, today matters, everybody. Today, right now matters. Tomorrow matters. I'm, but I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. Because today's here. And I don't know what's going to happen today, but I'm going to live my life intentionally for the king of kings. I, I want to say this. That your circumstances do not determine where you end up. Your disciplines do. Oh, I'm a victim of circumstance. No, no. Your disciplines determine where you end up. Oh, but I had a bad childhood. Your disciplines determine where you end up. I'm sure that plays a role. And whether you are disciplined and all of those things. I, I get it and I understand. But listen... I'm just talking straight to you over coffee. I'm just saying, 
I'm saying that, you, that, that what you do determines what you do. You make bad choices now, you're going to make bad choices tomorrow. You, you keep sowing these bad seeds, you're going to keep reaping bad fruit. It, so it's time to live intentionally. And, and I, I, would, I, would, I would say to you young people out there over coffee, I would say, hey, it's, the, the, the problem with some of our young generation is, is found in Proverbs where it says, they just don't plow. And so when the harvest gets here, there's nothing to eat. Hey, Dad, uh, Dad can I get $20? Plow. Plow. Discipline, work ethic, intentionality. I'm going I'm to live my life with intention, not just happenstance, not just circumstance, hoping that maybe one day something happens and, and, and things open up for us and God is good and blesses us. No, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm praying that, but I'm also going to plow. I'm going to sow so I can reap, so I can have, so I have what God wants me to have. Does that make sense to you? So every day, when I talk about intentionality, when I talk about being intentional, every day you need to have a set of things that you do. What is your routine? I, I, I love routine. I know not everybody does. Some, some people, they, they just, like, some preachers, they'll get up here with their notes on a napkin, all right? That's not me. I got 15 pages right here written out. And I just, I like routine. I've, that's, that's me. I like doing the same thing every day. I could, I could do it forever. I'm, I'm, I like consistency. And while I know that's not everybody's natural gift, you still need it. You, you need to live intentionally. You need to live that way. So what I mean is this. Choose five things that you can do every single day that helps you be intentional. Five things. And you don't have to do them all day, but you need to do them every day. You brush your teeth every day, hopefully. Um, you, 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 uh, I mean, you, you do things every day. You wear deodorant. Like, uh, you, you, you do things. You get dressed. Thank God we all get dressed every day. Now, what are the five things that you need to do every single day and just every day? Every day. Build habits, build disciplines. Let me say it this way. Every day, this, this, these are some of mine. Every day, you need to, you need to spend time with God. Every day, Ben, uh, worship him. Every, every day, read your Bible. Every day, spend time with those closest to you. Every day, make a difference in somebody's life. Every day, take care of yourself. Every day, show somebody some love. Every day, put a smile on your face. Every single day. Not all day. Every day. And you build habits. And you build an intentional life. The, the Bible says it this way. In Psalm 90. That, that he, he prays. God just teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days. Recognize how few they are. Help us spend our days like we should. Help us to live our lives like we should. Help us, God. We don't have a lot of time. Help us to be intentional. Help us to make the most of every opportunity. You got it? All right, so what I want to do is I want to give you three things to close it out. 
These are things it's time for in your life. I'm just being straight up with you today. It's time. Okay? I want to give you three things that will help you get there. The key to it all is this. Number one, you need a purpose. You need a purpose. And I'm surprised at so many people who just still don't have a purpose. They still don't know what God's called them to do. They still don't know who they are in Christ. They still don't ha- have, have purpose. And, and, and they don't. And I'm surprised by that. And you want these things for your life. You want to organize finances. You, you, you want to live intentionally. You want to do all of that, but there's no purpose. Okay? Today's step three of the growth track. We, we do the growth track every single month. Today we talk about leadership. Next week we help people get on a team. You can start today, finish it up next month. But find purpose. And by, by the way, I, I'm, I'm so like... Just to give you a little bit of beep beep here, like sometimes people come up and say, they've been coming for like weeks, sometimes months. Hey, uh, how do we get involved here? Uh, growth track. They come up the next week. Man, we really want to get involved here at City Hope. Yeah, growth track. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we've been praying about where our best place is, where we fit in here at church. Uh, growth track. <laughs> and, 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 and so I'm trying to beep, beep them but sometimes I want to go just go to the freaking growth track <laughs> go you know what I'm saying like beep beep come on let's go you discover your purpose we'll help you we'll walk, we'll walk with you there the scripture says Psalm 139 I love this that all the days ordained for you that before you were born, God had a plan for your life. Before, ever, ever, before they ever came to be, there was something he had for you to do before you ever came on planet Earth. And, and Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he knows the plans that he has for you, plans to give you a hope and a future, to prosper you. He wants to do something great in your life, so go ahead and live intentionally and, and find your purpose. Know what it is. The second thing I'd say, hey, you've got to do this, is you need a plan. You need a plan. You need a plan. How, how are you going to accomplish these things? How, how are you going to see it through? Maybe it's time for you to go home today. Maybe you've already got plans. Maybe it's time for you to take this so serious that you... Maybe postpone that a little bit and you make a schedule for your life. Hey, this is the way it needs to be. This is the way it needs to be to make a budget. Hey, before you go eat a meal that, that maybe will put you really close to breaking the budget, you decide you're going to go somewhere else and eat a cheaper meal, a happy meal, whatever it is, right? <laughs> you go there. Like, hey, it's time for you to... Organize a budget to get a plan in place to get an agenda. Maybe it's time to organize your finances, build a budget. Maybe it's time for some of you to unsubscribe from that streaming network that you've been watching where you, you're just really, you're tempted a lot there. Well, Pastor, I've already, we already paid for this month. Who cares? $70 or your soul, right? It's time to, it's time to do it. It's time to limit your 
your alcohol intake. It's, it's time to get some things out of your life. Whatever it is, get a plan. How are you going to do it? How are we going to make this happen? It's time, right? Um, Proverbs 17, 24 says that wise people, intelligent people, they shoot for wise action. They want to do the best thing. They want to they, they, they wise action, but a fool, man, they're all over the place. Come on, get a plan. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about getting a plan one day. Get a plan. I was reading a book, um, and it talks about getting a plan. Well, get the plan. Hey, everybody, get a plan. Get it. Get a calendar. Get, get, I, I use the full focus uh, planner. I love that planner. Google Calendar. Whatever you need, get it and stick to it. Uh, number three is this. You've got to have accountability. You need accountability. Accountability. You've got to have it. Can't do without it. Need it in your lives. And in two weeks, we start small groups. And you can't do this on your own. The biggest lie of the enemy is you don't need to tell anybody. What will they think of you? You know what they'll think of you? Man, me too. I used to struggle with that. I used to deal with that. Open up. Take the mask off. Find some accountability because you need somebody who knows what you click on. Because listen, you'll click on it less. You need somebody who knows the meds you take that you don't need to be taking. You'll begin to find freedom there. You need to know, somebody needs to know your secrets. What's going on in your life? Can I talk like this? Is it okay? I love you. Small group starting in two weeks, and it's time, for some, it's time for you to get in a group. For some of you, the accountability comes in in leading a group. It's time for you to lead a group. It's time for you to hold some people accountable. It's time for you to lead people. And you've been praying, and you've been asking God, Lord, would you just show me a sign? If you want me to lead a small group, show me a sign. I am your sign today. Five foot seven, don't even know what I weigh anymore. Brown hair, brown eyes, black blazer. I'm your sign. Lead a group. Go to the table, scan the QR code, go online, register. The, the, the marriage conference is coming up. Register for the marriage conference. Uh, we, we, but we don't have any marriage problems. So what? Do you want a better marriage? Go. Doesn't matter. It's not just for people who have problems in their marriage come on let's go get a plan Ecclesiastes says it this way I love it two people are better than one I gotta hurry I'm sorry I gotta hurry two people are better than one for they can help each other succeed if one person falls the other can reach down and help they can help them back up but listen someone who falls alone one translation says I pity the fool Pity the fool. <laughs> Pity the one who, who falls alone, who doesn't have anybody. And listen, this is what we need in our lives. This is what we need. Two are better than one. So if we were sitting at the coffee table, I can only imagine that right now your heart would just be pounding out of your chest. Because you, honestly, you're thinking, I don't want to say anything I don't want it I don't want him to know I don't want her 
I don't want her, whoever you're talking, I, I don't want them to know what's really going on in my life. What will they think about me if I tell them the truth? What will they say? What, they'll change their opinion about me. They'll kick me out of the church. What, all of those thoughts will come to you. And your heart's racing right now. I'll go, I can't tell him that. I can't let the cat out of the bag. That's why you need God. It's why it's time for more of God in your life. It's time for more of Him in your life. And you know what that takes? Faith. It takes faith. In honor of Dr. Martin Luther King, who we celebrate tomorrow, he said, faith is taking a step even when you don't see the whole staircase. And some of you need to take that step. And you can't see what's in front of you. And you can't see the next step. But hey, look at me in the eyes. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to take it. Come on, will you bow your heads with me today? And I'm not even going to ask today, I'm not even going to ask for, for people to respond by saying who wants more of God because honestly, I think every one of our hands should go up at that question, that we should all want more of God. But right now, I want to talk directly to people who you don't have any of God in your life. You're far from God. You, you, you have drifted. You're not living for Him. You've, you've been separated. You're living your life calling the shots you're the king of your own kingdom and God wants to change that today he wants to step onto the throne of your life today and change everything for you he wants to make you new he wants to give you a fresh start he wants to help you accomplish everything that we've talked about today it's time to make Jesus the Lord of your life and if that's you right now on the count of three just lift up your hand one two three I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life thank you God bless you who else here today. Anybody else? I want to make him the Lord of my life. I see you in the back. Thank you. God bless you. Anybody else? I'm making him Lord. I'm making him Savior. Today, it's time. I'm not going back. It's time for change. It's time. Amen. Come on, let's say this prayer together today. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. All that I am. Will you forgive me? Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new. I repent and I turn to you. I worship you as my Savior and my Lord. I trust you with my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's give God thanks today. Let's thank Him.